Welcome to the Youth School Podcast, where we believe inside of everybody there is a great story waiting to be discovered and lived. This is the show where we guide you on your journey in discovering what your story could be. It's your life. Don't let anybody else write it. Hey guys, this is Scott Schimmel, and I am the host of the Youth School Podcast. I want to let you know about some work that we've been doing at a local high school in San Diego. It's called Canyon Crest Academy. We've had the opportunity this year to come alongside as full partners as they build out more resources and capacity to bring social emotional programming to students. It looks like three different lanes of work that we're doing. On the one hand, it's offering some of our curriculum for them to use with students inside the classroom where students can be engaged by teachers to have conversations about big things that matter in their lives. Think stress, failure, picking friends. How do I watch out for people that need help? How do I share about my feelings? It's a social emotional dynamic that we want to give curriculum so that students can be equipped and students can have those conversations. Another lane is teacher professional development. We offer ongoing workshops for teachers to grow in the capacity to have those kinds of conversations. On one hand, it's giving teachers the permission. This is your role. You ought to do this. This is what you have the opportunity to do and the authority to do and have these conversations and lead these discussions with students. On the other hand, it's equipping them, helping them share more appropriate, more vulnerable, more real stories that are relevant to students. It's about asking different questions, better questions. It's about creating space of safety and trust. It's about managing a group and going there. And then the third part is offering ongoing parent workshops, parent education, where we can guide parents to think through what's really important to you for your kids. What does health look like for them? What does maturity look like for them? And how can you come alongside them in a different way, perhaps, as they enter the teenage years and are headed into emerging adulthood that can help them grow into self-aware, self-confident, healthy adults? And so a part of that work thought to be interesting in this season, as we're looking at in this month, the idea of the experience of you, I thought it'd be interesting to sit down with a few real-life students, real-life teenagers at a school that we're working at and have a conversation with them about what's it like to be you? What's it like to be a teenager these days? What's it like to be in a high-achieving school that's very unique? And so what you're going to listen to is an interview I did this afternoon between myself and three students at Canning Crest Academy, as well as teacher there, Tracy Yates, who's a dance teacher, English teacher, and is the key partner for social emotional learning and programming and wellness uh, at CCA since the beginning. So listen in, and as you're listening in, pay attention to what you're learning about teenagers. Pay, uh, pay attention to asking maybe different kinds of questions you can ask with your own kids or with students in your own school. And if you have any questions about how to engage with us, partnership with schools, please don't hesitate to reach out through our website. So hope you enjoy this episode. As we get started, we are on campus, and we have three real-life teenagers. <laughs> I didn't check their IDs, but they look like they're teenagers. And I'm also with uh, Mrs. Tracy Yates, uh, a teacher on campus at Canyon Crest Academy. Um, so first, let's introduce Tracy. I want to call you Stacy because that's what you were called in the newspaper. Yeah, that's not right. So I'll probably call you Stacy from now on. Awesome. Uh, tell us about you and your background and what you do at school and why you're friends with me and you school. 
Um, I am, uh, for the last five or so years, have been the Raven Wellness Team Lead or Social-Emotional Learning Coordinator, whatever you want to call it, uh, for campus. Um, this has sort of been my thing since I started teaching 20 years ago. Is It started with just checking in with kids to find out how their life was going, um, and that uncovered um, a lot of things I... I remembered myself from high school and created some really great conversations. Uh, changed the way I taught English, um, trying to wrap in, roll in that social emotional learning and awareness um, in the curriculum, and then started teaching dance and help. Um, and it's just sort of taken off from there, where it's it's sort of the main focus of my leadership on campus now. Um, yeah, and I'm a founding staff member here at Candy Crest, and. I know you because uh, you came recommended several times, which I promptly ignored <laughs> until uh, I wised up and we, you and I finally had a conversation and we're yeah. like kindred spirits. So, mm -hmm. yeah, now we're both in school. Cool. Okay, I'm going to ask each of you to introduce yourselves. Would you like to start? So, the sure. question is your name, you're in school, and just like what you're involved in. <laughs> both in school or outside of school, so we get like a profile of who you are. Okay, so I'm Robbie Glatz, and I'm in 10th grade, so I'm a sophomore, and I'm part of the theater program. What's that? The theater program. Oh, theater. I said feeder. <laughs> <laughs> I feed people. Theater. Gotcha. Theater. Yes. Yeah. So I also act outside of school. Acting is like a really huge part of my life because I love it. Yeah. So cool. basically, that's like what I want to do when I'm older. Yep. And what I want to do now. Yep. So basically, that's who I am. Great. Thank you. Okay. Hi, I'm Melanie Ann, and I am a senior here at Canningcraft Academy, um, which is very stressful. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get into that. Absolutely. Um, so I am the current president of our Envision Cinema Conservatory, um, and so we make short films that are entered in competitions, huh. and filmmaking and directing is what I want to do when I'm older. Cool. Um, I've actually had Robbie act in one of my films. <laughs> oh, wow. Amazing. Wow. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and then outside of school, I've been tap dancing since I could remember, huh. and I volunteer for a rabbit shelter organization, and I make videos for them, so I get a little a bit A rabbit of shelter? There's a whole shelter for rabbits? Just buttons. It's No so way. Wow. <laughs> Is that a... a passion a cause is that just because you like bunnies um my mom had rabbits when she was growing up okay. and so those were like the first pets me and my brother had and so like i've grown up with them and i just really wanted to help them while also working with a film aspect so like okay. i get more experience they get to yeah. find like forever homes it's, it's a good forever homes it's great <laughs> yeah. that's awesome all right thank you you're um, next hello my name is kartik syndrome i am also a senior at candy crest academy uh, some of my activities, I'm in my school's chamber choir, so we're like an advanced choir group. It's a really fun program, and I like to sing, and I'm in my school's Envision Vocal Conservatory, and uh, I've been in the program for like three years now, I want to say, yeah. And um, I like singing, I like playing the guitar a lot, although my dad doesn't really like how loud I play. <laughs> it's not that loud. <laughs> and, um, could be louder. Yeah, it could definitely be louder. And then uh, I also, uh, I have aspirations of being a doctor and also having a voice degree so yeah wow awesome. i thought you would say that those naturally go together from your perspective as students what what's unique about this school and uh, you know just the obvious you th three of you are 
artists. You're in the arts. So talk about that, whoever wants to share. What makes CCA unique? Oh, sure. So um, I think like the fact that CCA takes art so seriously yeah. um, definitely makes it unique because yeah. most schools focus on like sports. Like, right. That's usually like the high school movie kind of thing, like yeah. a football team. Yep. All that we don't have a football team. We have arts, okay. and we do have sports too, and we do have amazing academics. Yeah. So the fact that we take all those so seriously, and the fact that we're such an accepting school. Yeah. yeah. Excuse me. Um, it's okay. Is what makes it really unique. Yeah. Arts and a lot of high schools is like it's an add-on, or it's uh, if you want to take that <laughs> class, you can. But you guys, this is like a major part. It's like a major part of what you do. Uh, what else? makes this place unique? Um, I, I think <clears throat> CCA from when I was a freshman, I remember it as kind of like the classic sort of high school thing where freshmen are like the sort of bottom quote-unquote uh -huh. hierarchy, when really that's not the case. Within your first maybe week or two, you already are like assimilated into the culture of the school. Huh. <laughs> and the beautiful thing about CCA's culture is you can be any person you want to be. You can be um, any any place you and like anything you want like there's a mountain biking club i'm hmm. the president of this barbershop music club and we're the only what? one in school and then there are like a bunch of like clubs and um outside organizations and stuff that do all sorts of things like we have a jewish club and a muslim club and we just hmm. have basically a good representation of everything i'd like to say we're a very like worldly school yeah and i think that's what makes us unique because we're kind of like open to all of that so we're kind of all citizens of the U.S., but also citizens of the world. Yeah. And we kind of promote that sort of um, um, uh, diversity and um, like eclecticness with um, just by being very immersed not only in ourselves but in what's going on. Because there are teachers that are like taking trips to Europe, yeah. Asia, yeah, yeah. all over the world, right. and it's just you're really connected. That's the main thing about CCA. That's cool. Adding on to that, just like the one word I would use to describe CCA is just like accepting. Hmm. And that's what I've heard from like people who have graduated from here and before I like chose which high school I was going to go to, like yeah. everybody said that CCA was very accepting and it's like culture in the teachers, in the community. Mm -hmm. um, so we have a large LGBT population. Mm -hmm. um, everybody's super aware. We have like a prominent GSA club. Um, What's that? Uh, gen they changed. Intersectionality Association. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, and so I think their acronym changed meanings changed over the years. a couple of years ago. Okay. Um, but uh, basically, they everybody here does a lot to respect everybody else, whether it's a difference in like sexuality, ethnicity, yeah. religion, politics. Like, yeah. We try and be as accepting as possible, and I think that's pretty unique to see. Yeah, yeah. Uh, from a teacher perspective, the one thing you guys didn't share is that this is the number one public school in California. I know it's not like supposed to be advertised, but you didn't share that. That's interesting. What, from your perspective as a teacher, what they, Thank God makes this place unique? I know, that's I know. That's because we don't. Yeah, it's not how you roll. No, it isn't, and that's not. And I don't mean to look a gift horse in the mouth. But that's not what we were going for. Right, we right. We were going for this sort of funky high school mm -hmm. that with an arts and technology focus, and um, we wanted our kids to have a place where they could be themselves. We tried to example that when we first opened huh. um and the fact that it sort of took off on this crazy train of academics and high achievement right. was a secondary yeah. benefit um and then it just it's just unbelievable yeah and i think it's 
the, we're all the teachers. I mean, I know our teachers are amazing, but we all kind of look at each other and go, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. Right, okay. right, um, right. Even our principals, the <laughs> yeah. message is, it's, we're good. We, we're, we are the definition of high achievement. Let's right. look at some other stuff. And I'm so, so excited they didn't. Say it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I only just remember that. Right the thing is, with the, it's been a really weird sort of transition over the years because when I came as a freshman, we were kind of like pushing it. We were trying to like break the barrier of like mm. top five. And then we did when I went to sophomore year, and then we kind of just kept going higher and higher and higher. Yeah. Like, was that a conscious thought in your head? Sort of. I don't know. I mean, I think people I talked think, about it. No, not really. Yeah. We just, we just found. I found out in my ninth grade bio class because my teacher was saying this school's a really good school. You know that because she was talking about her old job and how huh. it was like way different. Yeah. Like, just further miles up north. Yeah. But um. That's very diplomatic. Yeah. But um, it's um, it's it's just we we're really sort of grounded, but we also kind of dream big. Mm -hmm. Like mm -hmm. that's a big thing. And yeah. We sort of know that we are we, we know that we're like cared for so that's really wow. that's that's cool that's uh if i could have i could have written that for him to say 15 years ago when we opened that school that yeah. would be what yeah. i would want to hear nice job like, i mean nice job to everybody here. <laughs> yeah. i mean they have we did a 24-hour reading of moby dick several years ago and now it's happening Straight. again with arabian nights what does that oh. mean a 24-hour literally in the theater there will be who knows what these kids will come up with because they're off. They're amazing. So there was a dance. There was dancing. There was a dramatic reading. There was just huh. a regular reading. There was some music. And they literally read all of Moby Dick for 24 hours. On a bridge what? Yep. Oh, my. Like, there was a whole whale and a <laughs> And now they're doing it. There's another one coming from Conservatory for the Humanities, which is on Arabian Nights. Yeah. The other word you didn't use, which I'll use now, is that is so weird. It is so weird that that happens in high school. It's so weird that you guys don't have football. It's so weird that you're so inclusive and diverse here. That's that's uh, weird in a good way because it's not the typical thing that you think of. Well, I don't know. I mean, I don't I don't see anything against football teams because yeah. <laughs> I know I know from watching like Nickelodeon and, and all that stuff that what they say about high school and even middle school is very misleading. I yeah. found that my experiences weren't like that kind of where I have a locker and I have to like try to guard myself from yes. a bully. I right, didn't, I right. I didn't experience any of that. The jocks trying the to. Jocks. Yeah. And the thing is, <laughs> yeah. The thing is with like not having a football team, I think that's it's just well, it's like one thing that people define us as like from outside sure. school. Because I yeah. have many friends that go to many schools across San yeah. Diego. They're like, oh yeah, you guys don't have a football team. I'm like, yeah, we don't, but right. you know, we're we're still pretty good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, and you have yeah. legit sports too. And you guys oh, yeah. are really yeah. They're still sports. really good. We're about to clinch our first state championship. Yeah. yeah. In tennis. Yeah. Our girls' team is. Blowing oh, yeah. I saw it on CCA TV today. Yeah. They were really well, good. Awesome. Wow. Yeah. All right, I want to ask you about being a teenager these days because it's different. And I think parents, <laughs> we talked to a lot of parents who know that it's different, but I don't think they know, know that it's different. Parents who grew up as teenagers in the 80s or 90s, whenever your parents were teenagers, it's significantly <laughs> changed. <laughs> 70s maybe I don't know. Oh come on! <laughs> no, <laughs> Not that old. Stick with the 80s. 80s, <laughs> night, early 90s. Uh, because you are, you've all been born and raised with technology, born and raised yeah, yeah. with streaming mm -hmm. video, internet, phones, all that stuff. Um, so what do you think? What comes to mind as as being a teenager these days? What is it like? What's the experience of being a teenager? I think it's. So we did grow up with, like, iPads in our hands, and we're Generation C, and so that stretches from, like, 
uh, I want to say like mid 2000s to uh, probably like 2010. It's still a little bit ongoing. Yeah. Um, but basically, like I, so I was born in very tail end of 2000, so I'm a 2000 baby, okay. and my brother was born in 2003. So we like okay. grew up, and I vaguely remember uh, like blackberries. <laughs> vaguely Whoa. remember Whoa. blackberries. Whoa. I, I, well, I, I we call them crackberries. <laughs> 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 yeah, totally. I love those phones. <laughs> like I remember my mom getting like her first touchscreen phone, and I was like, "Whoa, this is so cool!" And then by like middle school, everybody had an iPhone, and then yeah. I was like, "Oh, like I kind of want to stick with like the smaller size." But then the Plus came out, and then things mm-hmm. just like kept evolving, but. Well, I think one of the major things that defines the difference between hmm. previous generations and our generation is the community that we've been able to establish online instead of in person. Hmm. Because, like, in the past, you didn't have these websites or apps or, like, social media um, platforms where you could communicate across countries. And yeah. so... Yeah. Um, like when I was in middle school, I made a lot of internet friends, and I'm still in touch with one. Hmm. Like she's from Austria, and she's no going way. to college, and like she and her boyfriend just celebrated her one year anniversary. Hmm. And so I think the communities that we've grown up with are different, mm-hmm. but still very valid. And they've like obviously presented their own types of struggles, and yeah. we have very different struggles in the past. Um, and I think some would argue that ours could be a little more impactful, especially like I'm a senior. Karthik's a senior, yeah. uh, we have to deal with the stress of college, and so you have yeah. a college board, which handles AP tests and SATs, right. Right. And, and financial profiles, financial profiles. <laughs> yeah. but then you go to the Common App, and you have a bunch of private schools on there, but then yeah. there's the UC app and CSU app, and before, my mom was talking about, like, I just wrote out my essays mm-hmm. and mailed totally. them in, yeah. and I'm like, I really want to... We didn't apply to, like, 15 schools, no. yeah. we just applied yeah. to, like, three, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> which, is, which three. seems yeah. crazy to me. But obviously that right. was like very reasonable, and now fifteen schools is very reasonable. Yeah, I think it's insane that like full college is involved. Well, I I got I went to USD, and at the time I had the highest academic scholarship you can get, and I went to school in 1988, which is funny because you were born in 2000s. A high school high school uh, student asked me the other day, she's like, "Whoa, you lived in the 1900s?" <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Oh no. But that's not to brag. Oh, it's to say. I know. I met with a USD admissions uh, person. She's one of those people that reads the applications. And uh, I knew her in college, so we ran into each other at a Padres game. And I said, so I said, hey, what's different about, like, reading all the applications these days? And she's like, well, it's way harder to get in here. And I said, so let me, I said, so let me share with you my GPA from high school, SAT score. I would tell you, like, so I told her, she's like, yeah, I think you'd probably still get in. And I said, well, I got the top academic scholarship. She's like, oh, no, 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 you would never get that. Yeah. And so just like the shift, like I was the big man on campus coming into USD, and I'm like, I might get in now. So I think that's one thing that's unique is how much more uh, stress there is and pressure yeah. and how, harder, how much harder it is than parents. I think like our generation, we just kind of, like there was a wave of technology that was coming in the 90s, and with that it brought about like a bunch of jobs, and there were more software corporations. Yeah. Silicon Valley is so densely populated yeah. and everything now, um, let alone there. And then we have like our own sort of miniature Silicon Valley, which mm-hmm. is like Qualcomm mm-hmm. and everything in Sorrento yeah. Valley. Yeah. And um, <clears throat> I've just seen, as I was in elementary school, there were like a few people um, that were like from, like that we were there from the start. 
then like more and more people started coming in and they just kind of like because their parents and they're asking like oh where'd you come from where your parents do and they're like mm-hmm. oh my parents work at Qualcomm my parents do this software thing I'm yeah like, oh that's cool so I think that uh, pop- sort of population boom is associated with that and um, that's I think part of the reason why also getting into college is a lot more kind of heavy of a task for us mm-hmm. because there's more and more people applying mm-hmm. which means right. less and less spots so there's like right. scarcity with that yeah and um it's more competitive. It, it's very yeah. It's definitely yeah. more competitive to say the least. But um, it's uh, it's also just kind of more um, stressful, really. Yeah. At times. Yeah. I have to I have to share my my cartridge. You've never heard of it. I know they have. So you were talking about you got the highest academic scholarship. Right. I graduated from high school with at least two D's on my transcript, maybe an F in trans. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, my GPA was two point seven. Wow. Um, and I still applied to college and got in one. This was 1989. That was yeah. my first year. Yeah. Um, and that wouldn't fly right. so now. No. no, it would. I don't, I'm not. I would have wanted to come for the theater and the dance here. Not sure I could have hacked the academic yes. rigor. And I would yeah. like to think that maybe, but I couldn't hmm. find it in me to really care about mm-hmm. academics when I was right. in high school. So. Right. May not have gone well for me here, but it's so so much more competitive now. And we, I know that there are schools where academics are not the big deal. We work at a bunch of schools, and some schools, the conversations: Are you going to graduate or not? Are you going to stay in school or not? Mm-hmm. But there's, um, but this, the, the environment that you're in didn't really exist in my experience growing up. And I went to a private high school. Uh, even then, it wasn't as much pressure, I think, as you guys face. Um, what What do you think matters to teenagers? these days? What do you think is on your minds? What's, what is something you worry about, something that you really care about? I think it's just, like, for us, it's like, where are we going? Honestly, like, where is our next destination? Okay. That's our main thing, because, like, whether or not you choose to go to college or university or wherever, it's just, where are you going to do, it's like those, those five, like, who, what, where, when, why, how, yeah. six, I guess. I'm cheating a little there, um, but it's like, especially the where, that's really like on my mind, like where am hmm. I going to go, where, what has all the stuff that has happened in the past, for better or for worse, where is that going to take me in the future, and that's my main sort of, that's, I think that's like kind of our big hmm. sort of problem with like adolescence, apart from like all the hormones and the acne, right. <laughs> all that, other, oh, all those good. niceties, yeah. um, it's yeah. really just kind of where are we going? Who are we going to be? Because like, yeah. we don't really know what we are. What do you guys think? What matters to teenagers? Right now, it's for me, like, grades. Because yeah. my parents told me, like, if you want to be an actress, you still have to get good grades. And okay. that one, like, at first, I didn't really see how. But then Miss Yates told me her story about <laughs> my awesome story. You can get, <laughs> yeah, you don't need that. <laughs> about her um, NYU. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. And can I interject yeah. really quick? So, um, all through high school, I was going to act, dance, and sing, and I was going <laughs> to move to New York, and I was auditioning for NYU, Carnegie Mellon, and North Carolina School of the Arts. My GPA hasn't changed from the five minutes ago when I told you it was 2.7. <laughs> um, had a great audition at NYU. The other two were not so great, and NYU said, you're what we're looking for. We're so excited to have you. Hmm. Basically told me I was in before I left the building. Hmm. Um, and the last thing they said to me was, we just need to do a grade verification. And my stomach kind of went, And then got a note a couple of weeks later saying, I'm so sorry, but your grades oh. are not up to our expectations. So you're not coming here. Oh. 
So that was the story I told Robbie about. They do matter. They do matter. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. you maybe thought, it's I'm just going to act. I don't need yeah. to go down this academic path. Yeah. But at the same time, I also feel like I'm not a historian. I'm not a mathematician. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. focusing on those doesn't make me happy. Yeah. But I know I need to. Right. That's like what worries me. Yeah. Because it's like, am I going to focus on what I want to do mm. or focus on the thing that I have to do to get there that I don't like? Yeah. So, so you're constantly trying to figure that out, that balance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what do you do? Um, do you that out? I tough it out. <laughs> I just have to do, do it because I want to do acting in the future. Like I can't picture myself doing anything else. Yeah. Because acting makes me happy. It helped me through mm-hmm. so much. Um, like when I'm stressed, I just remember like it's okay. You have rehearsal the next day. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So I just think if you get all your homework done, if you get good grades on these tests, You'll be able to go to a good college for acting, and then you'll be able to act in the future. You can do it for your job and make it your living. Just, you have to tough it out right now. And so that's what gets me through it, pretty much. That's cool. What do you think, Melanie? What do you think matters to kids? Uh, I know I'm so stressed about, out about so many things, and all my friends are so stressed out about mm-hmm. so many things. And I think grades are super important mm-hmm. and on the top of everybody's mind, um, especially with, like, you because CCA has like a four by four schedule, if you really want to, or if your parents are pushing you, you can take eight AP classes within hmm. a year. Yeah. And so I knew a friend who did that. Or um, outside. Oh and, yeah. And you can take more classes you outside. You can just of sign up for tests right now. Oh. You just check in on You don't need to take the class, you just take yeah, the No, that's wow. what some people did in freshman year to like test out all the language they're proficient in. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I like Obviously, like, there's crazy academics here, and yeah. some people are focused on sports or arts or anything else, um, but then there's also a huge mental health component, hmm. and uh, like family life or politics or world situation, just like because of how many people we have here from different backgrounds, we hmm. see all aspects of stress, and so within my friend group, I have a, like a lot of different people. And so I know some people who are like stressed about a text for the next week. Mm. I know some people are stressed out about something political they saw on Twitter or mm. um, like their family situation at home. Or my friend the other week cried six times within a day mm. because she was taking um, AP bio and all of these people in that class are in her class are very smart. And they were like, Oh, I failed this test. I got wow. a 96. Like, whoa, ooh. that's failure. That is so like, wow. like, you sometimes you have parents that, like, be yeah, sure, that right. make you concerned about that. And sometimes it's just like that self motivation that you have, and you're like, yeah, I need to do better than this. And sometimes it impacts like the person sitting next to you or whatever. And so, yeah, I think all of that is just a factor of high school life that, yeah, like, I've heard those situations over and over and over again yeah. throughout the years that I've been in high school, right? None of you mentioned <clears throat> relationships or dating. What is that like these days? Because my guess is it's different than what your parents went through. Apparently, DM phase is a thing. Oh, my gosh. Oh, so, like, yeah. What is that? It's so with like, the, with, like, the boom in social media, yeah. there's, like, direct messaging on, like, right. various platforms. I don't have, like, Snapchat Instagram. and Instagram or whatever. Yeah. But I've heard a lot of stories about that because I have friends who just talk about that. Like, oh, we were in a DM phase, and then we actually started meeting up. <laughs> DM phase. It's like, it's, like, it's, like, it's, like, a pre-screening for the person. Okay, all right. I don't know how else yeah. to say it. 
Yeah, basically, like, you can go through, like, social media, like, someone slides into your DMs. Like, Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> that's kind of a old craze now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Two years old. Two years old. That's it's a now. True. That's, that's essentially what it is. Like, you have someone, like, pop up in your messages and be like, hey, and sometimes you'll have a class together, so, like, ask you about homework, and yeah. then move on to other things, like, are you going to this after-school event? Mm-hmm. Like, do you want to come with me? Mm-hmm. And a bunch of other stuff, and you'll have just like conversations or whatever. And then, like, there's also Snapchat, which is whole other territory. So, so I have a question, and I, I think I know the answer, but I'm going to ask anyway. Because um, when I was growing up, and I grew up in the South, so that may change things a little bit in the 80s. Um, when I had a date, the date said date had to come to the door. Yeah. Ring the doorbell. Yeah. Deal with my dad. Or call your home. And oh, talk yeah. to your parents yes. and try to get you on the phone. Right, yeah. yes. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a high barrier. <laughs> it's a high barrier, especially my house. So how often do you do those those kind of old school dates I think it happen? Depends. I think it depends on the person. Yeah, definitely on the person because um, sometimes they might have their driver's license, so they'll leave and meet that person somewhere else. But like, if it was somebody who doesn't have it, yeah. Then they'll come to them, or maybe they'll ask their parents to drop them off. But then the parents will still be there, kind of. Mm-hmm. So chaperones. It's kind yeah. of like a different version of it in a way. So like, um, mm. it's not the typical go up to the door, knock. Yeah. The person, the parents come to the door, they talk. It's this like driving, meet them there, talk, or talk on the phone, or. Sometimes the parents just don't even care um, and yeah. just let their parents go. I mean, just, just let their kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so there is dating. There is dating. I don't think it's as prevalent. Like, in my social circles, it's right. not as prevalent yeah. as, like, what High School Musical led me to believe. You know? yeah. <laughs> yeah. High School Musical let me down. Yeah, because I think that at least... I think I never watched that. <laughs> yeah, don't. All three of them. Well, you can now. You're almost done with high school. <laughs> you should watch it now that you're done with high school. You won't be disappointed now. Uh oh. Uh oh. What? Date? What do you feel like? <laughs> <laughs> DM you later. <laughs> what do you? What do you feel like? Either your teachers or parents don't understand about you, about you guys, about students. Um, that there's something like my parents. I want them to know, like. There's more to the wor- my world than what I tell them. Mm. Like, when I, I had a problem with my friend group. They kicked me out, oh. and I did not talk to my parents about it for a while. Yeah. And then when I did, they didn't believe me. They said I was being, like, overdramatic. Mm. And so then I started keeping things to myself more. Yeah. And then they started being like, why aren't your grades on top? Because I have no friends. I'm eating alone right. at lunch. Like, right. there is so much more that I'm not telling you because you don't want to hear it. Mm. And you want me to fix it on my own when I don't I can't fix it on my yeah. own I need your help I need the parent support right, right. so that's what I wish my parents yeah. would know also like I'm stressed mm. about this class and whenever I talk to you about it you say let's just do tutoring mm. it's not the fact that I don't know it it's the fact that doing it stresses me out yeah like that's right. something like a lot of people don't understand it's just right. a weird thing I have like when I'm doing it, like, it just scares me. Because yep. I'm like, what if I get all this wrong? What if I can't right, do it right. on the test? And get so, overwhelmed. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. That's really helpful. Um, my parents have been pretty understanding of, like, 
I don't really have a lot of social drama going on, but mm-hmm. if I did, like, I know that I could talk to them about it, and maybe they wouldn't necessarily understand it, but they'd let me rant about it for a little okay. bit. Um, and my parents also understand the amount of pressure we're put under as high schoolers in the modern day. That's good. Because we, we have a lot of homework, we have yeah. a lot of AP classes, there's, like, a looming pressure if you have good grades and if you're social and mm. volunteer. And yeah. do extracurricular programs, right. you might get into college. Um, wow. And so I'm going to bed at like midnight one. My Whoa. friend is going to bed at like three four. And Whoa. so I, I like my mom. Not screwing me, around. No, Not no no no. Like Netflix doing yeah. homework. Right. It's crazy. That is crazy. Um, and so like my mom calls it quits. She goes to bed before me. Uh, my yeah. friend's mom tries to stay up with her and be supportive. But mm. obviously, like, she works and yeah, she right. sleeps. Like, it's right. completely reasonable. <laughs> um, and so I think in my experience, mm. the parents of my friends tend to be understanding. I know some parents um, really see this potential for their kids. They're like, mm. you can take uh, more advanced classes. Or if you decide what you want to do right now, you can start specializing and you will mm. have such a better future. And that's what I can give you as a parent. Well, and I, I, like, sympathize with that. I don't know if I can empathize, but mm-hmm, I definitely mm-hmm, sympathize. Mm-hmm. Um, and, but, again, like with Robbie, what they don't see is, like, their kids crying yeah. at 3 right. 4 in the morning over their textbook, just trying to absorb all this information. Right. But they're, like, exhausted. Yeah. Um, yeah. As for the teachers, in my experience, the teachers here have been amazing at understanding students, like, academically, socially, emotionally, mentally. Mm. Um, especially with the implementation of like social emotional learning. Yeah. One of my teachers is like really into it and so she'll do the activities with us in class and it's maybe not everybody's into it because like she kind of makes us and she's like pretty enthusiastic about it. Yeah. People do the activities, maybe they get more social emotional learning and they're able to cope with things better. Mm-hmm. So as far as like the staff goes, I feel like they're very understanding here. That's great. And as far as like parents go, I feel like they have a way to go, but I can understand where they're coming from. Yeah. Thanks. Um, I don't know. I mean, I feel like my dad, uh, even though he grew up in a way different world, I think, altogether, he's pretty understanding and kind of knows, like, most of the stuff that, like, I'm experiencing. And uh, because I want to go into a profession that's very much like his, he knows all these sort of ins and outs and all the experience stuff. But not in America, but just, hmm. just yeah. in general. He knows what med school is like, and he right. told me, enjoy the pizza (laughs) so that should be be fun and i like that but uh i i don't know i just don't really i don't really feel a disconnect with like my dad or my parents like my dad well i Mm -hmm. love my dad but i don't feel a disconnect with him um or my grandparents for that matter because they also live with me and Mm -hmm. um i feel like they're all just like understanding they know what's happening they've heard like other stories from other parents being like oh my kids study till this time and this yeah and then um my dad just told me yeah you probably need sleep because you don't want to like pass out while you're taking a test it's mm-hmm. better to go into a test with good sleep and yeah. maybe not the same amount of knowledge rather than right. like going in kind of yeah. borderline you know right yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, it's i don't know it's just and then um in terms of staff adding on to what melanie said i think the staff in general in um most schools are understanding but it but stu- many students come in with the sort of preconception or prototype, I should say, that staff are just kind of like different. Like in elementary school, we had that whole myth: like, do teachers actually live in school <laughs> <laughs> all the time? Like, yeah. do they actually? And right. then I had the guts 
more the stupidity to walk up to one of my teachers in a first grade and ask, do you sleep at school and do you live at school? And then they just said, no, we don't. We have houses. And yeah. I said, oh, okay. And my friend group was my friend group. <laughs> they they thought I was. They later on they told me we thought you were smart for doing that. But at that moment we said you were dumb because we felt really dumb. But I don't know. I mean, it's it's just. It, I think it depends on place to place because right. each sort of place has its own right. ideas. But um, I mean, like a lot of people are saying, oh, this teacher is so mean. This teacher is that. I mean, yes, we all have these sort. We may have our sort of like differences with our teachers, but. They are human beings. Yeah. I mean, we are. We all do have like four nitrogenous bases for our DNA. And Whoa. All that stuff. Whoa. So you know, that's a whole other episode. We're more similar than we are. Kind of more similar than we are different. Just saying. <laughs> okay. Two last questions with like your gut response, like a quick response. First one is, what do you wish was different about high school? If you could redesign it, what do you think? What do you wish would be different? school system in general, maybe specifically to high school, I wish kids didn't have to pick what career path they wanted mm. so early in life. Because mm-hmm. yeah. the way it's formatted right now, like, you graduate from high school, but you people say, like, you don't have to have a major, you can go in undecided, but then everybody, like, behind your back is like, actually, you should pick a major and, like, start specializing early. Yeah. And so I wish there was a school path where you didn't have to take, where you could wait longer. If you wanted to, yeah, um, yep. so you didn't have all that pressure on you. Right, great. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know, I don't know how to say that any better, but um, I also think, yeah, I mean, yeah, apart from like uh, changing the whole education system as it is, uh, I wish that um, high school was more sort of interactive, because with the advent of social media mm-hmm. and all that stuff. You tend to see people in like this sort of facade, hmm. like they may be having really good stuff happening on their Facebook or Instagram yeah. pages, but you don't really know if they're like deteriorating on the inside. And it's just this sort of, there's this sort of, sort of um, like disconnect with who we really are. Mm-hmm. And um, there's nothing like having a face-to-face conversation. Yeah. And even emails at times can be very hard because you have to decipher mm-hmm. what this person's meaning right. by their words, whereas if you like someone's telling you, you can t- kind of tell what they're trying to convey and what their emotions right. are. But with social media, you just kind of see this sort of lackadaisical approach to a basic sort of human thing, such as communication. Yeah. And I just wish that would change. Yeah. I wish that, like, so this is coming from an art person, so yeah. other people might think otherwise, but mm-hmm. I wish that art wasn't just an elective. Mm. I wish, like, if you want to pursue something in the arts, let them have that as one of their top priorities yeah. and don't put math and science and history in front of it yeah. because when am I going to use right. history in the future? Probably <laughs> don't say that, girl. History well, is pretty. History is <laughs> okay, say math. Pick something else. Okay, like, pick math. Pick math. <laughs> when am I going to need to know interior versus exterior angles um, if I'm Great in example. the future? Like, I don't know. Will I be at the grocery store and then, well, I'll, this is the example I always use. So I'm going to be in an interview for, um, like, when I'm 16 to get into McDonald's. And um, I'm at the job interview, and they say, um, all right, so this is your job interview. I go, yes, this is. And then they say, all right, so what's the atomic number of beryllium? And then I go, um, I don't know. And they say, 
Fine. <laughs> I think Boron's fine. Oh. I hope I'm right. He's looking it up on his phone now. Yep. But then I'll be like, this is McDonald's, not yeah. a science place. Not relevant. So, basically, like, of course, yes. McDonald's. <laughs> or, or, sorry about that. <laughs> You're hired. Yes. All right, you can you can make your Big Macs now <laughs> with your beryllium. <laughs> with beryllium, take a supersize that beryllium. <laughs> oh, it's awesome. Yes. So you wish you could just focus on what's going to be relevant. Yeah, like what makes me that. happy because yeah. I don't know. It's just something about like math and stuff that does not make me happy because yeah. I went through middle school and my freshman year thinking that if I don't know math, I am mm-hmm. not going to go anywhere. Mm-hmm. And my parents even told me, I feel like this might have just come out of their mouths like <laughs> as a mistake because <laughs> I hope so. Um, I said, well, is my um, academics more, are my academics more important to my than my happiness? And you said, well, technically, yes. <laughs> because, um, <laughs> and then I was like, in what way would that be the reason? Why they were is just that? blocking your argument? Yeah, and then yeah. they said because if you're not having good grades now, then in the future you won't be happy. And I'm like, well, what if my future doesn't revolve around math? Mm-hmm. And then it's a never-ending yeah. argument. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so. All right, Mrs. Yates, what's one thing you wish was different about high school these days? Um. This is super opportunistic, but I'm going to do it anyway. Um, Go for it. Going with, yeah, that's right. Um, I think going back to what you were talking about with um, the connection piece, uh, I think we need, in a, in a practical way, and a big practical dream, um, we need advisories. Mm-hmm. We need a place on the campus. Schools like this need a place for a group of kids to be able to connect on a regular basis. Um, and I don't think, I think a cross-section 9 through 12 of different types, like having these yeah. three guys and an advisory would be awesome. Yeah. I mean, just sitting here right now listening to, to Robbie right. and Kartik argue with each other about beryllium <laughs> or whatever it was. Um, I think it, it brings connection. Right, right. It stretches people. Um, I think it brings stress down. I think you learn communication skills. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it. Uh, my whole philosophy is that connection breeds success yeah and so when you can get people to you know 20 kids in a room helping you know the seniors helping the freshmen or the sophomores or whatever um you get that kind of connection where it's a face-to-face conversation and um yeah you can sort of wade through some of the the stress of life that everybody it doesn't matter how old you are yeah is dealing with so for me i think that's the one thing i would cool I've heard of civics classes given in high school in the past. Were those actually a thing? (laughs) Yeah, where they like teach you, oh, this is how you're gonna do this, and like later on in life, or this life skills. Uh, Yeah, write checks. Yeah. What? Like write checks and do mortgages and that kind of stuff. Sort of, and also like this is how you're gonna like. Like I think the class thing is like taking care of like a fake baby. Oh, that's oh, our yeah. class. Oh, yeah. 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 High schools do that. Yeah, yeah. I think I think we should have this sort of like class where it's just how to. Yeah, like yeah, we have classes on we have classes on <laughs> Yeah, what we need yeah, to know. Yeah, exactly. Like we have classes on how to write like college to level to or how to do like <laughs> how to paint in a studio, like be the next Claude Monet. And then we have classes on how you can like be a engineer and stuff, but I think we need classes on how to be Being people human. in order to kinda of counteract that. So, <laughs> so good. Yeah, yeah nice. make it A P just to spice the deal. <laughs> Just to make sure people take it. Yeah. Guaranteed enrollment. What are you taking, Siri? I have AP How to Be Human. 
<laughs> in elementary school, they taught us how to invest in stocks. I think that's, Ooh, cool. that's, that's cool. pretty nice. And I don't remember any of it, but I <laughs> I was going to say, I thought you were going to be like, and now I've got a million bucks and now I'm <laughs> No, I Apple wish. <laughs> but I used to know how, and now like I hmm. wish that there was an option to take yeah, a class on how absolutely. to do that. Yeah. Because We've heard a lot of that. I remember I just found it really fun. Like, yeah. Seeing where my stocks would go. Of course, it was fake money. Real life stuff. In college. All right, last question. Uh, hypothetically, we, uh, Tracy and I come and find you, and it's been a year since you graduated college. What do you like? What do we find? Where are you? What do you like? In like a sentence. Simple or complex sentence. Um, you can use a couple semicolons. That's it. Short synopsis. Are yeah. we allowed to use the word hope? Like yes. I hope. Yes. Okay. Um, I hope I am an actor in Hollywood. Great. And I'm happy with a family. That's Great. what I want. Uh, my goal one year out of college is to be creating short films also in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. Um, and have an established community and support system. Mm-hmm. Cool. Um, my goal after graduating college is being a first-year med school student mm-hmm. and uh, enjoying the pizza. <laughs> and, uh, making sure my lab coat is, and the like, kind of uh, smock and everything that I have to wear and that stuff is like nice and clean. And that uh, I'm just enjoying life and still keeping up with music and singing and playing guitar. Cool. With my own space now, like it plays as loud as I want. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> no dad to tell you no. Uh, but he ha- he definitely has a point. I play way too loud. <laughs> but I just want to say. Well, guys, thank you. Thanks for letting yeah, us be curious you. about your lives, and this was awesome. a great conversation. So, Kartik, Melanie, Robbie, and Mrs. Yates, yes. signing off. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in to the U-School podcast. We want you to know about our brand new LifeScript course. Our flagship program that we offer is now available in a digital environment on our website. The course is designed to help anyone who is in a period of life transition to reflect on the big questions that matter the most. Questions like, who am I? What's my story? What do I believe in? What kind of person do I want to become? What's my mission in life? How can I best contribute? And who do I belong to? The digital course has been designed to be intuitive and deeply human. You will recruit your own team of life advisors to track with you the entire time you engage in self-reflection, giving you the feedback and support you need to write a great story for the next chapter. Just go to theuschool.com and if you sign up, use the promo code PODCAST10 to get $10 off the list price. That's P-O-D-C-A-S-T and the number 10. Remember, you only get one life. Make sure your life reads like a great story.